Welcome everybody to the Voices from the No Face Podcast. Morning podcasters. You know, I was born in North Seaton Colliery. When I, when I were a lad, I should have remembered that because my mother used to work for them. I'm champion for me, absolutely fine. And who doesn't make the selection box for breakfast? That was Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. She went flying over Maypole into Bustelic. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Paul here to share with you some more great memories from the northeast of England. This show is all about forgotten words and phrases. We're going to tune straight into my mum and dad, who are having their coffee time, and answering the question I gave them, which was, what did blazer mean? And they're probably going to talk to you about a few other words that come to mind along the way. Enjoy. Well, it's coffee, coffee time. time. Yep. Right. Thought we'd sit down and talk about a couple of old Geordie words here. Yeah? Wonderful Northumbrian words that you probably don't hear very much nowadays. So what about blazer? Oh, Can you remember the blazer? Blazer, yeah. That's a lovely word, blazer. Very, well, it, it's kind of does what it says on the tin. It used to blaze the fire up. What that meant is um, when you set the fire away, really to get things started, you work on a an updraft of air up the flue. So a blazer was usually a, a metal plate with a handle on that you would put at the front of the fire once you've lit it and it created an updraft up the chimney for to help the fire get started. Yeah, yeah indeed, yeah. indeed. Often, you know, say in the summer when there was no air, especially down Colliery Rose yeah. that were very close to each other, or in the winter when maybe the sticks were a bit damp, yeah. you know, because yeah. you needed paper and sticks and coal, of course, uh, yeah. to get your fire going. Yeah. But the, sometimes if you didn't have a blazer, oh, I can remember my mum putting the blazer and then a newspaper almost to seal the blazer. Yeah, yeah. so it was know? even more sealed, yeah. But some people, if they didn't have the blazer handy, would just grab... And now says the papers were big broadsheets, weren't yeah, they? They yeah. weren't the small papers they are now. And would put that on. But you had to be very careful it didn't catch a head. Now, a head is another lovely word that's gone. <laughs> a head means catch hold, catch on fire. Because yeah. um, what could happen, you know? Well, I mean, some people, some people used to do it deliberately, though, didn't they? Used to, used to use just... Um, Couple of sheets, couple of sheets of newspaper. Let the fire catch a head, <laughs> and then they would push the actual paper into the fire, and it would, and it would just whiz up the chimney. A bit like saying, "Yeah, Santa Claus knew it up the chimney." Cheese, but it, but some people, unfortunately, it would it would actually set the chimney if there was a lot of soot in the chimney. It could it would create it was a fire for cleaning. Yeah, yeah, create a fire in the chimney, and it could be very dangerous. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can remember as a child looking. Uh, you know, down the colliery rows and, oh, Mrs. So-and-so's chimneys are hard, you know, and <laughs> you would see the sparks coming out of the, the chimney. It was quite scary. It was something my mum was always frightened of happening in case it really... Because some of them could really be dangerous, yeah. you know, if they, they hadn't been clean for a long time. Sometimes people would do it once every few weeks just to keep that chimney, to try and yeah, keep it clear keep of soot down. and keep the soot down. But... Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, most people there didn't do that, but it occasionally it some people did it. But uh, yeah. anyway, so that's that's a blazer. That's what a blazer was. Probably not used much nowadays. Another old Geordie word is bogey. Bogey. Bogey has very many connotations. The first one, I think everybody knows what bogey yeah. is. However, in Northumberland, it has some other meanings. Yeah. So the one that I would really recollect as bogey is when you're kids, everybody liked the idea of making a bogey, which was a four-wheeled form of go-kart. It was the cheapest form of go-kart. You used to find any bits of wood. You used to find somebody who was throwing away an old pram. Yeah. And you would reuse the back axle or the front axle with the wheels on to fasten maybe a big thick plank of wood or sometimes two planks of wood if you're lucky. Fasten them together and use a couple of staples to fasten the axle underneath. Not too tight. It had to be able to rotate and a bit of washing line. And a bit of washing line on the front. Drill a couple of holes in the front. And an orange box for a seat. <laughs> an orange box on the back for a seat. Or if you are really posh and you found somebody who was throwing an old school chair away oh, with a plastic gosh. seat. Uh, find not plastic. S- well, sometimes it would be plastic. Find some way of actually fastening them to the bogey. And the best thing was if you had the bigger wheels at the back and smaller wheels at the front you were kind of pointing down a little bit and you could usually get more speed up on that you know so yeah. but the axle at the front had to had to have a, a cross cross beam of wood underneath with a um a bolt a nut and bolt through that so that you could actually swivel. use the the um string or the rope to corner. be able to turn your wheels right turn your wheels left Every boy's dream. Mine, you know I used to I'm, love going on one myself, but I'm, every I'm boy's dream. I'm sitting here holding the ropes as I speak, and I'm turning left, and I'm turning his, right. <laughs> he's reliving his youth going down the hill. <laughs> but the seat isn't turning left or right anymore. <laughs> well, that was the other bogey. But then another bogey, and I don't know if it was used throughout the country, but it was the bogey man. If you were a naughty as a child, oh, yeah. it always made me think a bit like the child catcher in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was the bogey man. I do remember both my mother and my granny saying to us, if you don't behave, the bogey man will get you. I mean, <laughs> how to I give, was never frightened, really. How to give kids nightmares. I know, you know? I know, it's a wonder. <laughs> Obviously, we're tougher in them days. Um, <laughs> but it's certainly... I, I do remember my mum saying, you know, eat your dinner or don't you back answer or whatever, you know, you've been doing wrong. The bogeyman will get you if you do that. So, yeah, there were wonderful words with three different meanings in yeah. Northumberland. But getting back to the uh, go-kart version of the bogey, it was great, wasn't it, having races with your mates? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Because and... no traffic, don't forget. No. In the 50s and early 60s, maybe... Two houses in a lane could afford a car, yeah, yeah. you know, so there wasn't many and, cars. And you know, at North Seton, I'm not keep saying, talking about North Seton Quarry, but I've said before, it was a kid's playground, really. A boy's playground. So we used to set off down first um, single. Single. And you'd go down the street, and at the bottom, you had to negotiate. If you were good enough with your bogey, you could turn it to the left. I'm doing it again. I'm pulling it to the left, aren't I? <laughs> I wish I had and, and you could carry down all the way to Waterside Cottages right on the riverside. And that, wow, that was, was fantastic. That was a canny distance. 
But if you're a little bit unlucky and try to pull your bogey a bit too tight on that corner, well, you just like rolled over and you know, you went to the right instead. You count yourself. Yeah, and it was like you know, could you keep your bogey on the on the road, or were you going to hit the curb and and and? Here's you had to word. dunch somebody, did you? You had to be uh, careful. There was knee dunching. Knee dunching. You couldn't bunch it, bump into people. You couldn't dunch. But if you did Dunch meaning hit somebody or bump into them. <laughs> but if you uh, if you hit the curb, you'd cow power. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and roll over. Out. You would be rolling anyway, over. We must have introduced about five or six different words into yeah, that conversation. Yeah, definitely. I think that's enough. We need to finish our coffee. Bye now. Ah, coffee time at me mum and dad's. Not to be missed. So that was blazer, and then the bogey. Blazer is an interesting word, isn't it? Because without coal fires, that's a word that's going to just disappear out of our vocabulary, I suspect, um, unless it gets repurposed, which it might have done already, and I don't know. And the bogey, as your car, and uh, and the bogey man, they're interesting, and their bogey is going to come up later on as well from somebody, but you'll have to listen out for that. Now, next up are the kings, Neil and Eleanor, and I asked them to explain what were meant by the word Cree. And just as a bit of a clue, I'm going to get my shovel out. Enjoy. Well, at the minute, the Cree... The social club. <laughs> oh, 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 that's yeah. right. It is right. called well, the Cree, isn't they've it? Changed, they've actually changed the name of the Cree, which means, well, it's always been a shed. Uh, yeah. and to be fair, the Cree's always been a bit of a shed. <laughs> <laughs> but there was the Pigeon Cree. Well, like, yes, Pigeon, pigeon Cree and Hen Cree. Aye. When, when my dad had the allotment, so he would say, I'm away down the Cree, you know. Ah, but I think. Uh, but as I was saying before, Joe, anything that was a shed was a cree. Oh, yes. It was oh. never, I'm going to shed, no. I'm going to cree. Oh, we, we always all... had a cree at the bottom of your garden as we well. We did, oh, yeah. yes. Never. We just, yeah. So, yes. So to me, it's one of life's, life's ponderings. When does a hutch become a cree? Is it a size thing? So you've got the rabbit hutch, which is small, yeah. and you had the pigeon cree, which was bigger. So when does yes. a hutch become a cree? Oh, but did, the, the was, a, was a cree not a is a cree not a word from the pit? I I just somehow think I associate the word I associate the word cree like with, a cree full of coals because it was yeah. coal cree. Well, a yes, cree yeah, the cree full of coals. Yes, coal yes. Well, that was a coal, coal house. Cree. Yes, uh, yeah. uh-huh. a cree full yeah. of coals. So, so I suppose anything big enough that a person could get in because you used to have the little hatch on no. you. I think of a netty. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. You, had your, you had your little hatch on the, the coal cree, which That's was... Right, eh? Yeah, where, the where you hide the, the coal. But you in. also had the bigger door, which you could open up, That's and right. you, you put your boards up. Like right, you did. Exactly. So you hire the, the right. coal ones. When the yeah. delivery came. So, so and that's, that's when Jackie Peace would come in, and he said. I'll uh, I'll hold your clothes in for a show. Oh. And if you didn't pay him, he went in and hold your clothes back out. <laughs> 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 he did. Jackie Peace, yeah. 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 I've heard yeah. that for years. Yeah. But it's funny because, like you say, the netty was always next to the to coal, the... to the creek. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Wasn't well, it? Because uh... the netty was an outside toilet. Yes. You know? So when we were big enough, me and my brother used to get paid a little bit of money for our pocket money, put a 
hide the coils in the cree, mm-hmm. but you had to be big enough because the sh- the shul or the shul be the, the shovel yeah. was of a big round size, and if you weren't very big, you could never put very much on the shul to hide in the cree. Oh, because it was too heavy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, or you hit it, and it like most of it landed back on the floor again. That's you know? right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the shul, the shovel was often bigger than the hole. <laughs> That's it right. was to hide <laughs> things in. Oh. Yes, I remember that. But you know, it took skill for to throw a shoal of coal through the hole in the cree for to get in there, wasn't it? Whether it boots it off and come back and hit you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder why you went in for tea covered in black coal dust. <laughs> but Charlie, yeah. Charlie Peace could hide. I mean, I can't remember quite what. What did you? What did they get with a load of coal? Was it? Like a half a ton, or would it not be as big as that? Maybe it's Do you know four or five hundred weight. Maybe yeah, something like that. Four or five hundred, so a quarter of a ton. Right. So that was, and he would he would hoist a quarter of a ton of coal through the little hole uh-huh. in the but what ten uh, minutes? Yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, think about was, it. It, you might have been getting more than a ton of coal because if you think of a big dumpy bag, meter square, oh, it's well, usually, that's a ton of sand, a ton of water. Well, usually well, that's yeah. about it. Yeah. So you, you've probably got a ton of coal or more every time you got a delivery. I oh, when you oh. think when the wagon came and tip, tipped I your, your bit uh, right, sideways right. down the street. He did, I. And of course, the whole street was covered in coal. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. the wagon used to start at the bottom. Or oh, they had the great big sacks. But yeah. that came later, oh, right. yeah. which came yeah. later, and the one in the backs, and then put the name. Because I can remember, I mean, you know, everybody used to dash out to get the coal in the cree, in case somebody nicked your coal. <laughs> you know, um, you knew when the coal man was coming. Did you? Yes. I, I, my mum used to say to me in the morning as well when I got up, get your togs on. Oh. And for years, I never thought. Me, can you imagine saying that to like your grandchildren <laughs> now get your togs on they would look at you <laughs> they would be totally blank uh-huh. but again yes. where the, where did the talk you know where the, I would, I, to where me I bet talk? it's not Norwegian do you yeah. think it's Scandinavian Viking yeah it's probably a very old Norse word because a lot of our words are Norse you yeah. know the yeah. Scandinavian word the pitmatic words, so... Yeah. We, we know what... Yeah, get your togs on. Get your togs on. But kids know. I mean, Aye. we said, well, you know, when you were first footing, coal. Yeah. Aye. How <laughs> many kids know now what even a piece of coal yeah. is, true. looks like, yeah. what it's supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, that's... It's Aye. a bit sad, isn't it? Aye. And I, and I think... To be, honest, times. to be honest, I think that, that sort of thing should be included... In the school curriculum, aye, they yeah. should they should have a piece of coal, yeah, a nice That's big chunk is. of coal. And say, this is what your grandmas and granddads, yeah. well, and so died for aye, to get that out of the ground. Aye, that's uh, fossil, yeah. fossil fuel, aye. Aye, but I get your togs on. So you could put a good phrase together. You could say, "How do we and get your togs on?" Because it's your turn to hide the coals in the creek. Hi. <laughs> I didn't get your shoe. Didn't get. I didn't forget your shoe. <laughs> don't put your best togs exactly. on. I put your best togs on. You had your Sunday best togs. You did, I. Yeah, I remember my mum would say to me, 
had, you know, you used to have white socks. Yes. And she'd say, the coal man's coming the day, don't you dare climb on that pile of coal. <laughs> you know, I do remember uh, being told yeah. not to I climb. remember leaving the North School after the coal man had been, after the coal lorry had been, and there was, it must, uh, what, a yard high, and it was, Half a lane two or three, yeah, it used oh, to easy. nearly fill the whole lane. Yeah, uh-huh. and that was all the way up, up the lane. Yeah. Nobody yeah. could drive yeah. up. No. Did anybody have a car? No, they didn't. Of course not. And of course, you had to take your clears line in, because <laughs> right. otherwise the lorry would have pulled the clears line down. Yeah. Otherwise, you would have had me no clean tugs. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, anyway. anyway. There you go. Anyway. Uh, yeah, right, George. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, this is a bit of a running joke in our family that the kings and my parents get together on a weeknight, uh, once a week, and they're just for 20 minutes. And uh, it started as a video catch up, and they now do it in the real world. And it's usually just for 20 minutes, usually about three hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> Off the back of that lovely conversation, I did pick up on togs. You know, get your togs on. And I had a quick look at the origin of the word. And actually, it comes from French and Latin and then into English to togs. Uh, and it's also, I think, it's used in the Netherlands for a very similar meaning as well, which is quite interesting. So Latin of toga and French tog with an E, tog, I don't know. And it goes into English toga, which then becomes tog in the early 18th century. So there you go, ma'am. That's where the word comes from. <laughs> Next up, I spoke to Jacqueline and Adele, or rather I asked them uh, to have another conversation with each other about this. And this is a wonderful tour de force of northern words and sayings. Like, how many of these do you recognise and remember and possibly still use? Enjoy. Well, I used to like the word torment. My granddad used to use that a lot. He had an allotment and used to bring tomates to me mams every so often. That was a turnip. Cakey bread. Cakey bread was like a very soft piece of cake or a, um, some bread and butter with jam on, something like that, that you would, would give a little one. You know, here, honey, have some cakey bread. My granddad had a bogey for his allotment, which was a large wheelbarrow. And it was filled with all sorts of things. In fact, some people used to hire them out when people moved house. No, I used to like this one as well. Whoa, youngin. And it used to beat me how many men used to say this about not only their younger brothers, but their older brothers. Oh, I, whoa, youngin. How was your whoa, youngin? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> which, which, one do you, which one do you mean if you've got like six six brothers you know which one is it how's your youngin um, <laughs> I like pigeon cree as well because of the grandma's allotments there was loads of pigeon crees and I loved the word clarty yeah I like the word uh, hacky hacky mucky filthy doughty <laughs> clarty party is that hacky mucky yeah. filthy that's right yes and my mum had some great scenes E as thick as bull's lugs. That was if your gravy or your custard was too thick. Mm-hmm. E me eyes are rather not when she was really tired. 
And when she was hungry, bye, me belly thinks me throat's cut. Yeah. And she used to like to say, full of wind and pitter like the barbass cat. Yeah, but we used to say, you know, fair enough, ma'am. But why a barbass cat? Why wasn't it a butcher's cat or a baker's cat? Why's it for us? Just what my mother used to say to me. So that's, yes. Just also like to say, bubbling your eyes out. Stop oh, bubbling your eyes out, man. And just to say, bye, she's as snotty as a polis. Now, I don't think she meant that she was as, like full of cold like a polis, but snotty as if like aloof and, you know, she was sort of, uh, sort of up herself kind of thing. Yes, uh -huh. um, Spuggy for Sparrow, which I think lots of people know. Wimmy Wammy, one of my mum's favourite sayings. Oh, it didn't be so wimmy wammy, man. Your boy's alive, which I say that a lot apparently. Yeah, you I do, don't yes. realise. Oh, your boy's alive. <laughs> um, this is what my dad used to say. Because when, years ago, people didn't really knock and wait for somebody to come to the door. They would just open the door. So somebody would come to the door. Anybody in? My dad would shout, no. Just me and the fire and its soot. My mum used to also sit. My mum wasn't a hypochondriac, by the way, but she nearly was. Yeah, I've got a heed fit to boast. I've oh. got a stunning headache. I still say that now, right? Stunning headache. Oh, you, you do, yes. I'm frozen stiff. I'm frozen a cad. Weather-wise, when it was a windy day, the windy billy man was blind a hooly. No, had your horses. Oh, hard on, man. <laughs> yeah, a minute. Dad but, used to say that. Yeah, yeah, no, yes. Um, these ones, no. If you are naughty, behave or I'll pap you. I'll, I'll boast you. Or I'll bray you. Or if you wanted to, I'll knock you. Or I'll yark you. <laughs> yes, a, a, a good yarking. Um, and stife. Now, stife was when, if you'd sort of burnt the grease for the Yorkshire puddings and you opened the oven door and all the smoke came out. Oh, you could cut it with a knife. And if things were scadding hot, it burnt your mouth, it was scadding hot. I know, I think some of my favourites as well, like you've just said there, but other ones were big bullets for sweets. Oh, and bobbies. And bobbies, yes. yes. <laughs> or gawi for chewing gum. Dan used to say gawi for chewing gum. And on about brain and I'll pop you. I like the word clout. <laughs> I can know I'll clout you. Uh, clout. I mean, you could get like a clouty, clouty pudding as well. I don't know if that's good or anything to do with the, oh, you know, with, a clouty with a pudding. Uh, with a pudding, <laughs> yes, a steam pudding covered in a, in a clout. <laughs> a clout. And I like the word clammy. Like oh, sticky and hot yes. and clammy. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and I like the word gizzardique. That's well, I'd to know that one, Gizzardique. I'd, I'd never heard of that one. Get a gand as at this. Uh -huh. Have a nib at this. Uh -huh. No, I, I never knew that one. And I hate this word, bulk, <laughs> for belching or burping. Yes. Bulk, yes. Or if you're going to be sick, I bout it up. Yes. <laughs> oh. I, I, I must admit, I, I can remember that. Yes, mm. yes. Yeah. And hunkers for you. Oh, yes, when you crouch hunkers. down, your hunkers. Yeah, yes, that's uh -huh. one of my favourites uh -huh. as well. And did you know nobody outside the Northeast can actually understand why we say this phrase? 
I got wrong. Mm-hmm. Or I yeah. got wrong. Yeah. I got wrong at school today. That's another one of my favourites. Nobody understands why we why say that. Why was that? Like, I got wrong. It's normally I got told off. Mm-hmm. But never I, I, I got wrong. Or you'll get wrong off your mum and dad yeah. if you misbehave. You're going into trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yes. One of my sayings, and I still love this now, is how, man, <laughs> when you pack it in. Had a way, had a way. Yes. <laughs> yes, had a way and, uh, Yes. Speaking of had a way and um, that word, shine a light. Oh, oh, sh- oh sh- shine a light. Oh, if it was really bad, <gasps> shine a ruddy light. light. <laughs> I can remember saying that at work a few times. <laughs> shine a ruddy light. Yeah. Shine a ruddy night. Just don't mind that. Hurry. I love that saying. That oh. Yeah. What about plodging? Oh, I like plodging. Yes, plodge or paddle. I like that. Mm. And Calpia careers. Can you remember doing that when you were a little Calpia No, you Calpia couldn't. Career. You said you couldn't remember. It was like a little forward roly poly. And all the the youngsters, oh, come on, we'll play a Calpia Creels. Nope. Good good exercise. Yes. It's Roly Polies. It was Roly Polies, but Calpia Creels. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And if you had a nice clean house and kept it in good order, you were nipping clean. <laughs> nope. Never nipping that clean. Either. That woman that's just moved in, she's nipping clean. <laughs> and I know Becky likes the word huckle. Oh. And mortal. Yeah, most, yeah, we all know what mortal is. Yeah, she told me, I love the word mortal. <laughs> <laughs> An adivinar, man. Oh. What are you asking me for? Adivinar, man. Adivinar. ask, ask. And shut your pate. Uh, shut your face. Oh, this is, this is a good one. I, I think this is this is quite true. When you when you ask this question, there's there's two answers you can get. What's your frettle, Mary? It's either I'll write Henny or God, divin ask, divin ask. Oh, there's a third option. Way yeah, divin ask. Ah, divin Divin ask. Yes, I know. And also, I can remember dandelions when we were little. You weren't mm-hmm. supposed to pick dandelions because you would wee the bed. So they were called pitly beds. Pitly beds, yes. <laughs> yes, and it's true, apparently, yes. They do make it's you wee. It's very they good do. for you. Yes. yes. I know. And when, when your dad worked at the pit, he always said, like, when the shift was finished, oh, it's Laos. And I never knew... Where on earth did Pittman get Laos from? I maybe mean, if there's any listening, they might know it. But I thought, wait, where does Laos come from? Your dad said, wait, it's just when you finish work. That's what they say, it's Laos. A bit like when you go to a pub and you say, oh, it's Laos time. You know? Uh-huh. I, I must admit, I don't know where I they get Laos from. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know. Uh-huh. Just speaking of dad... Dad used to quote, well, he still does, actually. Well, he doesn't bless him, but Becky still does. She's taken up the mantle. Bugalogs. Oh, bugalogs, <laughs> yes. Oh, There's that. always got to be a bugalogs in the family, in the bane. Mm-hmm. The youngest one was always called the bane. I know. And where's the bane? Oh, young and the bane. Uh-huh, yes. Um, 
And I tell you now, what I like, knackerjack. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but I like the word knackerjack. Is that not a toad, a knackerjack? Toad or something? I have no idea. Or is it a natterjack? Not, might be a natterjack toad. Anybody knows if it's a natterjack toad or um, a knackerjack? Please let us know. I'm not sure. Yes. Yeah. And um, walkie ticket. Oh, I, I, if you've been naughty. You're, oh, a, you're a walkie ticket, yes. yes. Bobby oh, and a Bobby Dazzler. Yeah, oh, I still see that now. Scrumptions. Oh, yes, we There's had a this conversation of, the other day with yeah. the family, didn't we? Yes, with family, because we've got a, a relative who, who comes from London, and she'd never heard of scrumptions. And it was on Facebook, I think. Mm-hmm. All the different names for these... Well, bits of butter, really. Bit, bits of butter. You know. Yes, and apparently they were charging quite a lot of money for bags of crispy butter with scrumptions down in London, about £15 or something for a bag of scrumptions. Unbelievable. I don't know, honestly. Your dad did come out with some, some pit phrases. We all know what a gallery is. Yeah, pit ponies. Uh-huh. But your dad used to call the, the Davies safety lamp a glenny. Now, I don't know where a glenny came from. If you know me out there knows. Uh-huh. That's it, uh-huh. And baiting, everybody knows what oh, the bait Oh, yes, is. for your dad, uh, the baiting, uh, the bait box, yes. Mm-hmm. And scratcher for your bed. A, what, a scratcher? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that. Right, that means a scratcher. Oh, a bed. oh yeah. right. Oh, well, I've learned something new there. My goodness. And you've got to have everybody's favourite marrow. Oh, yeah, everybody Just has an about Everybody has to have a marrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that fantastic? Honestly, when those two start talking, <laughs> it's brilliant. I loved it. I mean, there's some great phrases in there. Anybody in? Nah, just me in the fire and suit. I'd never heard that one. Uh, however, blowing a hooli, that one put a grin on my face because when I first moved back up here um, from 10 plus years living and working down south, I was teaching a lesson um, and a kid from Newcastle came out with, oh, sir, it's blown a hooli out there. <laughs> and I absolutely grinned. It was a proper, just pause and grin at that moment. You're back in the north. It was the loveliest phrase to hear. So it's a good in that. And clout you. How many of us heard that when we were kids, eh? <laughs> Is there a more northern phrase than how we are, man? There's so much in tonight's show that just puts a smile on my face. It's a lovely one to do. And I can't believe we waited till fourth series to do words and phrases from the northeast a uh, few one few that i want to pick up on like neil brings up and, and i'm going to repeat it but coal and northern vocabulary really should be on the history curriculum when you think about it i could be wrong but i don't know much about regional differentiation in that history curriculum in schools perhaps any teachers listening or ex-teachers listening can get in touch and tell me if it exists but otherwise i think you know, we're lacking a real opportunity there to maintain kind of cultural heritage, aren't we, in schools? You know, it should be regionally different. It Maybe it is, maybe it is. Right, I'm going to try this. So, reet, I'm gan oot, the hoose, the deer. Even though I got a stotten heed, I'm gan for a walk, doing the beach, probably get clarty in the mud along the way, and then afterwards, I'm going to walk past the young'un's hoose. I tried my best, okay? I'm not a broad Geordie. <laughs> Either way, I'm trying to say, read. Until next time, Gan Canny. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it's put a smile on your face and brought back many a fun memory of words and sayings that you used to use or your parents or grandparents used to use. What I do want to say is keep sharing the show, please, ladies and gents. Our viewing and listening figures are incredible. We're talking, I think we had about two and a half thousand views and listens to our last episode, which is mind-boggling, <laughs> but very welcome, so it's really lovely. And I get the occasional message off listeners as well when you reach out to tell me how much you've enjoyed listening to the show, and that's fantastic. So please continue to do that. If you are on Facebook, I do post them into um, groups like Ashit and Remembered, but if you want them direct from us, just search for Voices from the Northeast Podcast, we have our own page. All the episodes go up on there as well, so you'll never miss an episode. Um, so please just search for that in Facebook and give the page a like, and then you'll automatically see when we post. If you'd like to get in touch, loads of ways you can do that. You can email podcastnortheast at gmail.com. You can contact me through Facebook, leave a message on one of the posts, or you can follow us on Instagram, just Voices from the Northeast Podcast on Instagram. And uh, you could drop me a message there if you want to get in touch with an idea for a show or even if you just want to comment on one of the posts to say you've really enjoyed an episode. Okay, ladies and gents, take care of yourselves. And once again, gang canny. <laughs>